When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I've been bleeding like a gunshot victim for the last two hours. But maybe that's foreshadowing for tomorrow because tomorrow is the 2020 election. And let's just jump right into Adam Gillette from Accuracy and Media, who's been on here before. So we don't need to introduce you. What's happening tomorrow? My guess is, well, actually, I'll tell you first some background. My financial advisor emailed my wife and myself last week and said he thinks you know, it's absolutely going to be a contested election. Because of that, we should pull some money out of the market, put it in cash. What do I think? And I responded and said, well, in case you forgot, I work in politics for a living. I follow this election incredibly closely, and I have no freaking clue what's going to happen this week. Uh, I did more thinking about it over the weekend, and I read some uh, opinions of folks I respect. And a lot, the the most compelling argument to me, if anybody has any clue, and I don't think anybody does, Mm -hmm. but the most compelling argument to me is that it'll likely be similar to what we've seen in the last three off-year elections, the 2017, 2018, 2019 elections. In all three of those elections, particularly 2017 and 2019, you had Republicans getting an incredible record turnout. When you look at the turnout in Kentucky in 2019 versus the Kentucky four years earlier, when you look at Virginia in 2017 versus four years earlier, the Republicans had much higher turnout Mm -hmm. and lost because the Democrat turnout was so much even higher still. Their enthusiasm was so much even higher still that it caused the Republicans to lose. Uh, You know, you had, uh, what was it, Gillespie in Virginia Mm -hmm. got 100,000 more votes than McAuliffe did four years earlier and lost. And in Kentucky, you had a candidate get like, I forget, it was like two or 300,000 votes more than he did when he won two years or four years earlier and he lost. So I think that's the kind of wave we're looking at where Republican turnout is absolutely high, but the Democrat turnout is going to be likely higher, I think. You think so? Obviously, with you know the the swing states of Pittsburgh, of uh, Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin and Florida and Ohio, it's entirely possible that Biden gets a little bit more of a wave that he wins by like four votes, uh, four percentage points, and still loses in the electoral college. That's possible, um, and I agree with I think it was Nate Silver who said that if we see Biden losing Pennsylvania, all of a sudden he's the underdog, but. The odds of that are so incredibly slim. And it happened last time, but I feel like the odds of that happening again yeah. in a tougher scenario are even slimmer. Yeah. It's yeah, I really can't put a finger on it. Like I don't I don't know what I had a, a guy on Norman Oler, an author in Germany, and he asked me the last time he came on in September. He's like he's like, uh, what do you think is uh, going to happen? And I was like, I don't know, man, it seems a little crazy. He asked me two days ago. He's like, it seems like it's madness, yeah. And I was like, dude, I have no idea what's going on. And I don't even, I don't follow. I mean, obviously, you know a lot more than I do. And I don't, there doesn't seem to be any distinct, you know, gut feeling or or groundswell. Or it just seems like it's all, it seems like it's all smoke and mirrors. Like, I think there is an equal chance that it comes down to the wire as much as I think there's an equal chance that Biden blows out, as much as I think there's an equal chance that Trump blows out. Like, a landslide on either side, I would be like, yeah, okay, I get it. 
I don't think a Trump landslide is particularly li- likely given the situation. Yeah, and I'll true. tell you, at the beginning of this year, I was certain, especially if the Democrats nominated a Biden, that Trump would cruise to re-election. Mm-hmm. When you look at post-World War II, presidents running for re-election, quite consistently, the opposing party nominates a poor man's president. Typically, a vice, a former vice president. You know, uh, the Republicans nominated Romney. They yeah. nominated Bob Dole. Yeah. The Democrats nominated Kerry. These are all poor man's presidents, right? right? They look like from central casting in a movie, they would play a president. <laughs> yeah. And they always lose. Yeah. Those types of people always lose. And I said at the beginning of this year, Biden fits that to a T. Yeah. Biden looks like a poor man's president. And if Biden's the nominee, he's going to lose because you can't beat a somebody with a nobody. And mm-hmm. a poor man's president is a nobody relative to the somebody that is the president. And generally speaking, of course, as we see post-World War II, incumbents usually get reelected on the presidential level yeah. unless there's exceptional circumstances. Yeah. Uh, you know, with Jimmy Cardio, the, uh, the hostage yeah. crisis in Iran, yeah. you know, we've had some crazy circumstances. Yeah. Well, the double whammy of COVID-19 and the violence we saw all summer, I think were such incredible circumstances that it changed the game. I, I think if Trump loses, it's because he handled the, the PR aspect of sure. those in particular very poorly. Sure. Yeah, it's... Like I yeah, nothing nothing seems man, I'm just realizing I'm sitting here. You're in a ball and suit and I've got like a Sunday morning ah, sweat. I'm like, man, I need, to, I need to step my game up. Um I have to trick people into thinking I'm important. <laughs> it's working for me. It yeah, it does seem like I don't know. But part of me thinks that the only thing that I think I pointed to it the last time we did an episode was as insane as it all seems right now. Nothing was crazier than Trump beating Clinton. Like, no incumbent, right? Just going up against a beating out Jeb, a Bush dynasty, and then beating out Clinton. So anything that is, like, below that threshold of insanity, I guess I see anything, be, anything being possible. But as I'm saying it, I'm realizing that might not be accurate because this is a kind of different threshold of insanity, right? A pandemic, violence, it's getting a little crazy. Just because crazy things happen once doesn't mean they'll always happen. That's yeah. why they're called crazy things. That's just true. Very true. Very true. So, you know, Trump beating Clinton proves that it's possible okay. that, you know, randomly the numbers can go your way. And that was, if you ran that computer projection of that election a thousand times, Trump loses. To win by narrow margins in those three states, to flip Pennsylvania when we hadn't been able to flip it in years, that was lightning striking in a bottle and whatever else. I don't know. Lightning capturing I don't know. It was a, it, it was every euphemism you've got. Yeah. Now, again, it doesn't mean it can't happen again. It just means the odds of unlikely things happening they're always unlikely. That's that's very so, true. That's very true. You know, it, it certainly can happen, but it doesn't mean crazy stuff will always happen. Yeah. It's possible to come back against the Falcons being down 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl, right? That doesn't mean yeah. it's always going to happen. That's a good point. No, it doesn't mean if you're going to bet your money, I'm going to go with the guy <laughs> down 28 to 3. Only a schmuck would do that, yeah. you know? Yeah. The smart person would say, unless the odds are incredible or something, unless you're giving yeah. me whatever in odds, I'm not doing yeah. that. And I think it's kind of the same thing in this situation. Yes, it's possible they can come back from 28 to 3, but how many times are they going to do that? That's true. But then, just go with this analogy, what if it's the same quarterback? What if it's, what if it's Tom fucking Brady? And you're like, well... It's, you know, it's a wild card like Trump. Is it something like that? Or is it really, hey, it's lightning striking twice? Like, 
Tom Brady's probably lost more Super Bowls than any quarterback at this point, right? Yeah, Even as nine, much as he's won, nine, yeah, hasn't nine, he lost at least two or three now? Nine appearances, six wins, yeah. That's right, three losses, yeah, okay, that's so probably... How many quarterbacks have lost three Super Bowls? <laughs> that's, that's a good, that's a good point. Against the Eagles. We were all certain against the Eagles yeah. that was going to be another famous Tom Brady comeback. Right? It didn't come off. Yeah, that's true. And then he got his ass kicked so by So even something like that is, is not infallible. That's very true. That is actually very true. That's Yeah, it's like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's made the most game-winning shots, but he's also made the he's also missed the most game winning shots he holds both records is that true yeah he holds number one for the most it which isn't the most beautiful cliche of like you miss a hundred percent of the ones you don't take but yeah he's made the most game winning shots and he's missed the most game winning shot opportunities so that's funny that's yeah but you're right i don't i just i don't know i don't i don't i really don't know and i know i'm just kind of beating that horse but like I, I don't I, I I don't know I'm an idiot like I don't I think if Trump was going to and I could be eating my words I think if Trump was going to lose we'd see him going more and more radical right now I just feel like that's his persona that he would go well you mean like saying he wants a stimulus package even bigger than the ones the Democrats are that's pushing true. for tweeting like that New Jersey's going to hell debt loan forgiveness and things like that oh shit are those the kinds of crazy things you're referring to that's exactly what I'm referring to touche Adam yeah and, did, and didn't he tweet a couple weeks ago I think you and I talked about this New Jersey's going to hell that's insane a sitting, I think we did. I think a sitting president I mean, that, said that that's on par with Trump for the past couple of years that's true positions like all of a sudden saying I want a bigger stimulus than the okay. Democrats want and then I want student loan forgiveness that's you know, a great reminder that Trump okay. is unencumbered by philosophy. That's tr- that's all right. You have you have you have forced that right back down my throat. You're absolutely. I didn't know he said that. I also didn't know Sean Connery died till till yesterday. So yeah, yeah, that was really tragic. Yeah. So it's. I didn't know he did that. That's insane. Okay, now that makes me think it really is. It really is fifty fifty. Do you think that this is going to go fifty fifty? Fifty fifty is very generous to Trump. Well, I, before this, I thought Biden probably had a better chance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I don't know how that makes my logic work because that doesn't yeah. work out, right? That that wouldn't I work. I gotta check out. your math. Yeah, no, my math isn't working out. Either way, we could be po- totally wrong, or I could be totally wrong, and and the polls could be even crazier than we thought. But when even I, Rasmussen shows him struggling in these states, I tend to it's believe you. Be tough. Yeah, I tend to believe you a little more because mine is all baseless speculation and just opinion. I didn't know he. I didn't know he. He said that he's a bigger stimulus package and student loan debt. Yeah. Okay, that makes me think his internal polling says he's screwed. And hey, man. Yeah. It could. I'm trying to. I think no matter. And again, this is maybe this is just my nauseating optimism. I think no matter what happens, it's going to be good because if if Trump gets if Biden cleans the floor with Trump by just an insane margin, just gets so many people voting. Maybe the good that came out of 2020 will be like, it'll kind of bring back the importance of voting, right? It won't be this apathetic, like, did you vote? Eh, I don't, I don't know, you know, whatever. It's people are like, you know, I will crawl over glass to vote for Biden, Trump, whoever. Maybe the upside is, is it's like, it's an insane, like, it's a real world, I guess, that your vote does matter. It's not just like, whatever, I'm one person at 350 million. Maybe if Trump gets his ass kicked or vice versa. Maybe that's the good that comes out of this, is that we see greater voter turnout in the future. Or again, is this a one-time flash in the pan? 
not to be a contrarian, but I don't necessarily root for greater voter turnout. I vote for our elections to matter as little as possible and have as low stakes as possible. Okay. I'd rather live in a world in which the politicians have so little power okay. that who wins the election isn't a life or death matter for us. And I'm more terrified of the world in which every four years we elect a new dictator <laughs> who gets to do whatever the heck they want. So it's incredibly freaking important that my dictator wins. That is the world that terrifies me. I feel better in a society in which people are like, well, whichever of the guys win, it won't affect my life that much. That's a happier and more peaceful world to me. Yeah, that's like, yeah, right. It's not the same as like, well, the Patriots traded away Tom Brady. It would be like, hey, like um, they got a new nutritionist. You'd be like, okay. Yeah. How much does that really matter? I guess it matters. Yeah, I'm sure. I would love the president to be on level with the nutritionist for the New England Patriots. I would love okay. to care about them at an equal level. That is brilliant. Uh, I have shouldn't. never thought about that. That is brilliant. It shouldn't be. You're right. It shouldn't. Because that is a weakness of America, right? Is that like every four years, it's like musical chairs. <laughs> like, we have the nukes. We have the biggest army. Musical chairs. Yeah. Run around. <laughs> Especially these days when Washington doesn't pass very many laws, very many substantial laws anymore. What matters in Washington? Executive orders and judicial appointments and court decisions. That's kind of largely it because, you know, we have divided government as much as we've always had it. It's been very rare for the party that holds the presidency to hold the House and the Senate too. That's actually pretty rare, particularly post-World War II. The Democrats had it a couple times in the 70s. And of course, the first two years of Clinton and the first two years of Obama, the Republicans had it even less. It's very rare for one party to have all all three parts. Uh, But what is also kind of rare, previously, they would come together in a bipartisan way and pass laws. Now they don't. Now, I root for the latter. I prefer a government that doesn't pass laws. Just because generally, I don't like the laws they pass. With that in mind, let's go Hippocratic Oath style. First, do no harm. I'd rather they didn't (laughs) pass laws. So any, any DC scenario in which less laws are getting passed is a happier one for human freedom, I would okay. generally say. Okay. Uh, and with that in mind, a Trump presidency with a Democrat Senate and a Democrat House terrifies me because Trump's a deal maker. I think he'll just cut crazy deals to spend money like crazy, do an infrastructure package that's all full of corruption yeah. and nonsense. You know, I'm very scared of Trump with the Democrat Senate. Yeah, I could see him definitely just just so it can be I built the I built the bullet train. Yeah. I yeah, built the whatever, the nuclear fusion power plant. You know, who cares? Like, because yeah. we'll all bitch about his, we'll all bitch about him, you know, running up the debt. And then the next president comes in and it's the new guy's fault. Like, yeah, maybe he just runs up like a $20 trillion tab and just. He's on his way. He's on his way. Yeah. Maybe he just bullet trains, loan forgiveness, Medicare for Ugh. all, new airports, spaceports. We're going to Mars tomorrow, border wall. Hell, put one on the north as well. Just do it all. Name it all Trump. And then deuces, because he he doesn't have to pay back that twenty trillion, right? It's just he's just one guy. And, and that's you know local politics on a national level. Your local politicians always love doing stupid projects like that, so they can go out there for the photo op. They yeah. want to spend your money to make it look like they accomplished something. Yeah, yeah. Talk about the Obama phrase, "You didn't build that." Yeah. That's what I feel about every politician who goes to a ribbon cutting for a highway or yeah. a bridge or for whatever else, and they act as if they were freaking yeah. you know, John Henry out there with a steel drive and hammer <laughs> building the bridge. They don't do anything. They spend your money yeah. they don't even stay in office where the bill has to be paid and they act as if they accomplished something yeah i think that's the kind of stuff that terrifies me about trump is 
he loves that sort of stuff. Yeah. He loves to be able to say, I got us to Mars. Yeah. I got this thing built. Yeah. I got that thing built. I think he would eat yeah. projects like that up. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if you look at his real estate projects, right? Imagine if he no longer has to cover the bill. Holy shit. There will be a Trump base on Mars with, with the big <laughs> exactly. T. There absolutely will be. He will absolutely, yeah, because yeah. why not? Why not? He's 74. What does he care, right? Just puts his, I'm the greatest yeah. of all time. You're right. Blame it all on the Democrats and then deuces, I'm gone. I mean, he'll cut deals with the Democrats to do it. Admittedly, yeah. I'm surprised because they've talked about it for the last year or two, getting a big infrastructure deal. I'm surprised that one hasn't happened. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of happy, but I'm surprised that they haven't done it yet. Yeah. But I think in, in a four years of Trump, especially if they retake the Senate this time, and let's remember, of course, say Trump wins the presidency and they hold the Senate. And if Trump wins again, they'll almost certainly hold the Senate, I think, because Senate Republicans, at least four years ago, outperformed Trump within their states. So if Trump's going to win in Iowa, you know, Joni Ernst is going to win in Iowa and so sure. forth. They, we might even pick up the Senate seat in Michigan sure. if Trump wins Michigan. Sure. So say we hold the Senate. Well, we'll still likely lose it in two years. The party holding the presidency generally loses seats in the midterm elections. So guaranteed almost the final two years of the Trump presidency, you'd have a very Democrat Senate or a very Democrat House and probably a Democrat Senate as well. And who knows where that ends up? And generally speaking, the final years of um, presidents in their second term, they're not always that pretty. You know, the, you think of the final years of the Bush presidency. My gosh, yeah. that was a miserable, dark, depressing, stimulus-filled time. Yeah. That didn't end well. Yeah. Even Reagan's, you know, final few years, uh, great on foreign policy, wonderful with what he was doing for the Cold War in his second term, not as great in domestic policy. I think they had a tax increase in his second term. And, uh, you know, you even, ha even had some scandals coming out with the Iran-Contra scandal. So the second terms of presidents don't generally go swimmingly well anyway yeah and they don't they generally also don't go the way you'd expect them yeah so you know what i will say is if you're a trump fan and i'm making you depressed because you think now he might lose you're not missing out on as much great stuff as you think you might yeah and if, if the republicans hold the senate a biden presidency isn't going to be as horrible as you think yeah i tend to think that none of it's ever going to be as good or as bad as i think right? that's exactly right right because that's when I, exactly right when i look at like like my siblings or you know friends who are i'm admittedly more right they're admittedly more left when i look at them freaking out about trump i'm like dude it's not like yeah, sure like generally life kind of sucks but i'm like dude come on it's like how much has life really changed well then the inverse must be true right if i'm like oh no biden's gonna win and the, the commie left like what's really gonna happen i'm gonna keep doing podcasts i'm gonna keep going to the gym i'm gonna watch freaking morty like you know and then a whole lot's gonna change right it's were you irreparably harmed by the eight years of the Obama administration? No. And I, I got no love for Obama. I hate Obamacare. I hate, you know, a lot of the things that he did. Nothing. But thankfully, uh, these things, as bad as they are, don't affect our lives quite as much as we always think they're going to. Actually, I did spend 2009 to 2013, seven days a week getting into medical school. And a big reason that I was insanely upset was that Obamacare got passed because I was like, I don't want to deal with this shit. Yeah. But that's a that's a yeah. that's a that's not a very common example. Generally, no, no. but that that's a legitimate, concrete example. Yeah. But still, the way we hear these things portrayed, you yeah. know, when you watch the trailer for the the Nesh D'Souza Obama films, <laughs> you'd think that'd be you know 
chaos and anarchy yeah. and you know dogs and cats and all, all that crap yeah. not you know nutty apocalyptic stuff and yeah it, it, thankfully it doesn't get quite that bad especially if you had divided government i always love to point out that the final six years of the obama administration had the lowest levels of federal spending increases since coolidge because that's of the insane. sequester that's insane now right? other bad things happened and bad sure. judges got appointed sure. and everything but it like you said it's never going to be as great as you think it'll be and it's never going to be as bad as you think it'll be yeah maybe that is the beauty of it is it's all show and we get to think that it's going to be insane and we all keep cheering meanwhile a bunch of bunch of defense contractors are just running off with trillions of dollars yeah. maybe that's just yeah. hey just keep it going who cares right keep the status quo yes. going if okay let's say biden wins right good chance he will how long is he in there do you think that he drops dead and Kamala takes over? No, I think there's not a chance. Every oh, there's so many tropes that I know. come out. He's, he's, he's a Trojan horse. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, we hear that kind of stuff every, every time. four years. First off, every, every four years we hear this is the most important election <laughs> of ever of our lives. Usually because of the Supreme Court. Sure, that's usually the reason why. And yeah. The Supreme Court is important. Most elections are important, but they can't all be the most important they election ever. Yeah. Then every four years we hear, is the incumbent going to change his vice president? I bet the incumbent might change their vice president. That one comes out pretty much every four years. We're also told in the primaries that this dark horse candidate is going to come out of nowhere, swoop in and win the thing. You know, I, there was General Wesley Clark who's going to come in and he was going to be unstoppable for bringing down George Bush in 04. This time it was Mike Bloomberg. You know, we're always yeah. told some dark horse is going to come yeah. in and win the primary. Yeah. The same tropes come out every four years. Yeah. It's so cheesy. Yeah. And then the notion that, well, who's really pulling the strings at the White House? <laughs> yeah. Is it X person or is it Y yeah. person? Well, the people controlling Biden are going to do da da da. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Biden is surrounded by people who he picked. They're his cronies. Yeah. Nobody's controlled by their cronies. Cronies, yeah, they can can their crony and put in another one. Exactly. Yeah, it's everyone that thinks that 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 Biden has is dementia or is insane, or the same people that say that Trump's facade of stupidity is a brilliant act. Well, it has to be one or the other. Either Trump is doing a perfect madman act, and if he is, then then you have to consider that Biden is doing this perfect, you know, old man. Whoops, you know, I forget my name. And if that's not true and Biden's actually senile, then you have to entertain that Trump is mentally retarded. It's one or the other, right? It can't be both conspiracies. And I tend to think that the billionaire and the former vice president, neither of which are stupid or neither are stupid. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I hate when people are like, Trump's a moron and an idiot. And I'm like, well, what are you? Like, he's a failed real estate developer. And I'm like, how many real estate developers that you know of, you know, still have so many buildings that don't yeah. seem to be shut down with his name on it. Yeah. In addition, became best-selling authors. In addition, had a reality television show that ran for a bunch of seasons. In addition, ran for president and won. Like, if Trump's really this miserable failure, I wish I was such a failure. Yeah. And let's all judge ourselves by that standard. If a yeah. miserable failure to these things, and we in our careers haven't done a fraction of that, what are we? You know? Yeah. And similarly Same with, with Biden. Biden. It, he's yeah, stupid. He's, he's had a lot of success. He's been yeah. in politics for quite a long time. They haven't been able to bring him down. In a state that Democrats, uh, Republicans do win, on, uh, that Republicans do occasionally win statewide races in Delaware, 
It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. Yeah. He's not a complete idiot. Yeah. I think he's always a little bit a little bit ditzy, a little bit sure. scatterbrained, but he's not in massive dementia. He no. showed it in the second debate. He's a career politician who could deliver scripted lines, lines fairly well. Yeah. When he's off the cuff, he's a bozo. Yes. I got news for you. That's most career politicians. Yes, that's that's Trump. I mean, that's, I mean, Trump, let's not, you know, Biden, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Let's not forget Trump. Hey, Mexicans are rapists. Like, holy yeah. shit. Like, don't forget that one, right? It's, yeah, I tend to think that the vice president for Obama isn't stupid. The guy who's in charge of distributing the stimulus bill or the, yeah, the stimulus, that's stimulus, um, TARP funds in 2008 with record, sure. yeah, record low uh, corruption numbers. I tend to think that guy's not stupid, right? And again, is he a stupid, senile old man? And at the same time, he's a Machiavellian guy doing dealings with Ukraine. Which is it? Which is it? Is he is he the man behind the curtain, or is yes. he just? Oh, I don't know where I'm going. I'll happily pay you for a burger tomorrow. You know, which one is it? And both sides make that argument every time. They'll simultaneously <laughs> yeah. say their opponent's a moron, but he's also an evil, diabolical, <laughs> yeah. James Bond villain level genius. Yeah, like which is you don't get to have both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think from I think most career politicians are Joe Biden in a nutshell. Yeah. They're ugly actors. They're delivering scripted lines off the teleprompter. If they were better looking, they would do that in Hollywood. <laughs> They're not, so they do it in D.C. And when they have to go off the cuff, they sound like your local news TV anchor in the final thirty seconds of the show when they somehow had extra time. Yeah. The two anchors are you know off script and chatting to one another, yeah. and it's like Ron Burgundy. Yeah. They don't know what to say. That's like, what these guys are. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. It's like holy. Yeah. That's right? exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. They're following the teleprompter yeah. as soon as there's no teleprompter. They I don't know what yeah. the heck to do. I mean, and that's he, Biden. That's most career What is he doing? He's hitting the piece like, I'm going to punch you right in the ovaries, right in the baby maker. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, exactly. So now let's, okay, we did the, if Biden wins, right? If Biden wins, he's just going to win and it's just going to be a presidency. It's not, and then Kamala takes over and vice versa. Uh, if Trump wins, Trump isn't going for a third term and he's also not suspending the election. But does this go to the Supreme Court? I mean, I think the odds of that are pretty slim. Really? The only weird thing that could be is if, like, let's say Pennsylvania is the difference between victory and defeat for both candidates, and they've got crazy mail-in voting issues, and there's legal you know, disputes because of that, certainly a possibility. Then you could see something like that. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, probably unlikely. It doesn't mean it won't happen, but it's probably unlikely. I, I think better money is probably in Biden winning most of these states by a wide enough margin that, uh, you know, we don't have to wait on mail-in votes. You know, if Biden's narrowly winning, you know, Pennsylvania, and the Trump people know the mail-in votes aren't for them, that I, I can't see them suing and contesting everything to go to the Supreme Court, yeah. unless they really just want to sow the seeds of doubt in his election or something. But yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's I would say possible, but unlikely. Yeah. Now, what it, what is just the, let's just embrace the fear porn, what is the worst thing that can happen tomorrow? Oh gosh! <laughs> it's a let's uh, just play with that. I, I mean, Biden winning and them taking the Senate is a dangerous, scary situation. You know, Biden's not a crazy radical, but if legislation comes out of the House and Senate, if legislation comes from Schumer and Pelosi, he's probably signing it. You know, and that those are two crazy radicals pushing crazy radical ideas. And if they get it with a 50-50 split, and you know, Kamala Harris gets to cast uh, tie-breaking votes. That might not be as dangerous because people like Joe Manchin might be scared to vote with them on things like court packing. But if they end up with like 51, 52 Senate seats, 
That's a 2008 scenario, 2008 to 2010, where they got Obamacare and crazy stuff done. Okay. That's a really bad, dangerous, scary scenario. Okay. Now, the best thing to think of that, of course, is we know it will only last two years sure. uh, because the Democrats always overplay their hand. And in you know, the midterms in two years, we would take back the Senate and probably gain a bunch in the House. But that's two years where a lot of bad destruction could occur. Sure. But as long as they don't a court pack, they're going to be somewhat limited in what they can do. And those two years might not be quite as horrible as they could otherwise be. Yeah. Uh, court packing is just the thing that really scares me. Yeah. The court packing seems like the dumbest idea because it's whatever you can do will now be done to you the next time the quote unquote other side wins. And then we're just going to have a Supreme yeah. Court of 500 people. I mean, that's that's kind of how it's been since Bork to a degree. But yeah, although I don't see, say they go to like a, an 11 person court, I don't see the next Republican going to a 13 person. You oh, know, I, I, I think it will. I, I don't think they'll keep escalating. It's hard to guess that far into the future, but yeah. uh, that would really be a very dangerous, scary scenario. And I'll tell you what, the, the thing is, even though polling numbers show that most Americans are against court packing, on the list of uh, issues that the average American has a you know a care about court packing is slightly below who's playing on monday night football tonight it's not an issue <laughs> i didn't know it was a thing they don't get it it's walkies in the weeds the economy covid violence in the cities jobs these are things people care about yeah. each and every day and think about they don't necessarily think about the makeup of the supreme oh, court god so the court packing yeah. yeah, they don't understand. Yeah. So even if they're against it, I think that's a gamble the Dems would take because they realize the blowback wouldn't be near as bad as the blowback from Obamacare. Sure. That's true. Yeah. You're right. It's it's it seems like a like a new term. Seems like there's like a new like just buzzword every election, right? It's were they properly vetted? Like do we know about them? And it's just like I don't know, right? Romney. Oh yeah, forty seven percent. Supreme Court reform, Supreme Court reform, you know, every other minute. I don't know why a court that's been this way since the Civil War is in need of reform, <laughs> but that's how they're gonna frame it. Yeah. Biden said he's gonna have a bipartisan committee that's gonna come back with recommendations. We know exactly how that's gonna go. Yeah. You know, they're already framing it. The question is if they have enough Senate seats to do it, if they can get people like Manchin on board, if they need people like Manchin on board. Yeah. Now, I've got you for one more minute. Is all right. What's the what if what if Biden wins the popular, but Trump wins the electoral? Are we going to see people's heads explode? Board up your windows. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. Lock and load. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be ugly in very many cities. If Trump wins in any scenario, if Trump wins in a landslide. I, I really fear the violence that we're going to see. That's in, not good, in though. Cities. That's not good. That a possible opportunity no, of someone of winning results in violence. Like that's not good. That's terrible, right? And I'll tell you, similarly, what's not good: the Trump supporters who supposedly were shutting down highways in New York and New Jersey. I saw that. That infuriated me. Yes, we're all mad when the leftists yeah, do that. We shouldn't do the same kind of doing? nonsense. Yeah. We don't need to be hypocrites. Get out of here with that bullshit. Yeah, shut it down. Shut, no. No, I, I, would, I, would, I would laugh at the same videos of them getting hit by cars as I do when I see Antifa getting hit by cars. I would be like, get the fuck out of the highway. It's, yeah, it's... They're, no business yeah. doing that in America. Highways are forgetting to work and stuff. Yeah. It's not even like people are on a leisurely Sunday drive and they have nowhere to be. Yeah. If you're on the interstate, you're probably going somewhere for a reason. Yeah. Right, that's not a place pin. for you to do your political nonviolent protest. Yeah. And both sides need to be consistent on this. If you're a leftist who says it's okay when the idiot leftists do this, you need to look the other way and be quiet right now. Yeah. And if you're a right-winger who's slammed to the left for it, 
you should be slamming these Trump people. If, if that's really what happened, you should be slamming them for it. There's no reason for any side to be doing political violence to advance their beliefs. It's unacceptable. Perhaps the only middle ground we can all agree on that will heal this nation is if you protest in a highway, you have no legal rights. <laughs> That'll be, we, that. we can all get together on that, and that's how we'll rebuild the nation. But I said I would let you yes. go, and tomorrow's the election, so Adam Gillette, Accuracy in Media. Thank you so much, my man. It's always enjoyable. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great week. All right, buddy. God, Godspeed. Stay, stay safe. God bless. And uh, yeah, everybody, uh, hide your kids, hide your wife, because tomorrow's going to be crazy. <laughs> I'll see you, buddy. Take give away. <laughs> Peace. Cheers.